I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. How to survive in challenging times. Guys, good morning. And this morning, I wanted to do a slightly special episode where I don't know how long this one will go. I have a list of things that I want to talk to you about because for those of you who listen to this right now, you will know exactly what I am referring to. For anyone who comes back to this episode at a later date, I want to just preface this by saying right now, it is March the 23rd, Monday morning, and the coronavirus, COVID-19, is spread from China, and it is now essentially running rampant in the US. In my home country, New Zealand, they've literally just put a total lockdown on all communities right now because they they found two cases of communal spread. And so communal spread is essentially where it's not even someone coming in from the epicenter of it, example, Wuhan, China, it's spreading within the community, which is not good. And I'm glad that New Zealand is locking things down early because America did not, and now it's really spread. I don't know what the outcome of all of this will be, but I want to give you my thoughts, and I want to give you my strategies, and I want to give you things that we are doing right now to balance our mind, balance our health, focus on living the best that we can, Um, because at the end of the day, guys... You cannot control all these huge variables that happen in our life. We can't, there's many things that we cannot control, but we can control our reaction. We can control our perception and that alters how we feel today. And so first of all, I want to acknowledge the current situation and give you my love, give you my virtual hugs knowing that for many of you, the anxiety is very high right now. There might feel like there's a lot of uncertainty in your life. I know many people who have been affected uh, by this financially with their jobs, job stability, their income, their finances, because at this point right now, they're literally starting to close down anything that's non-essential. So, Um, I guess in general terms, anything that's non-essential is if you don't work in a supermarket, if you don't, if you're not an electrician or a plumber or someone who like basically infrastructure, like if you're not providing frontline healthcare, fundamental necessities like food or maintaining infrastructure, then you need to shut down and go home just to, to self isolate, to prevent this from spreading further So I know for many people that have spent years growing businesses and and just working hard to cultivate freedom, 
that this feels like everything is just disintegrating in front of you. You know, I've spoken with many people. I have a friend and client who spent years and years as an entrepreneur building a commercial laundry service. And he got to the point where he had over 100 commercial contracts and things were really growing. And within six days of this, he's gone from 100 to one in six days. There's people who are, have just opened gyms and now their gyms have closed. It's, it's across the board, guys. Like this, I think there's a beauty here in the sense that there's a collective experience happening where I don't think, I think very few people are immune to this. And everyone is feeling this in some capacity. And so I think in a way, that is actually a comforting thing, knowing that you're not alone and that you did nothing wrong. And this is not about you. And this is not about your imperfections. We're all going through this as a collective. And rather than feeling isolated or going inward and struggling alone, reach out and I'm going to talk about the importance of community in this episode because I think this is going to be something that re will really move us ahead and it's going to be the thing that anchors you in awareness and it's going to be the thing that anchors you in being solution orientated right now, which is the most fundamental thing. So I want to put this forward to you first and Recognize that I think when we're dealing with situations like this, it's important to understand that the brain doesn't care about your success. It doesn't care, care about your financial stability. It doesn't care about any of those things. It cares about survival. And so what your brain is doing right now, and the reason why you're feeling probably very anxious and all over the place and you don't even know what day it is, is because your brain is designed to locate threat. That's the fundamental thing in terms of it needs to locate threat to get you away from the threat or to a, to do a threat assessment to figure out is this thing life and death. <clears throat> now, what happens with this, and this is part of the trap, is that mainstream media, social media, they understand this psychology. And so what they do is they need to, they want to get views. They want to get clicks. They need to get exposure. That's part of their business model. <clears throat> and they will tap into this psychological mechanism that you have. And you may not even realize it. And so they need to create seeming dire acute threat responses. Those big breaking news with the big red buttons on social media. It almost seems like a notification now and breaking one hour ago and these, these really uh, intense headlines that are triggers that, that grab your, your vision. Same with social media, depending on, and I'm going to talk about filtering your newsfeed in a second. Um, but it's the same thing with social media. The algorithms will push certain things that are trending and you have to understand that every time you're exposing yourself to those headlines, to those breaking newses, to those things that you're following on social media, it's setting off a threat assessment, threat assessment, threat alarm, threat alarm. And that is triggering an anxiety response over and over and over again. Now, 
I will say you need to be informed, but you need to be intentional about when you get informed and you need to be intentional about how much information you you gather and the source of that information as well. And so when it comes to the media, typically what I find is that it's good to understand that every media outlet has, I guess, a political agenda or an agenda to push a certain paradigm. So just try to gather the statistical data, but realize that there's always a, an agenda behind it. So don't buy into every single word that they write so much. Just get an overview and recognize, okay, this is kind of like, it's it's a, it's a bearing. It doesn't have to be an accurate direction, but it's like, it's like a, you're getting a feel of what's happening without necessarily buying into every single word. And then obviously, don't be following so don't be following mass, uh, you know, mainstream media on social media. I just remove all of them from social media. I don't follow any of the news outlets on social media. I don't have any news apps on my phone uh, that will give you push notifications. That's a disaster waiting to happen. I don't watch mainstream media on TV. We don't even have a TV. You you really need to turn off the TV because that's going to really do a number on your psychology. Um, if you're watching a lot of news media like Fox News, CNN, whatever political paradigm it might lean towards, it doesn't matter. It's all the same fundamentally. And then also do an assessment of your news feed uh, on social media. I've talked about this before, guys, where you need to be really intentional about what's coming into your mind. And so even if someone that you normally like is <laughs> hitting the panic button and they're freaking out and they're sharing a lot of stuff that's really piquing your anxiety – what I would suggest you do is there is a snooze button for 30 days. So you don't have to unfriend them. You don't have to get into conflict with them. You don't even have to unfollow them. You can just snooze them for 30 days. And then if they pop back up in 30 days time and they're still going on, you just snooze them for another 30 days. And if you really want to, you can unfollow them. If that's if that's the type of route that you want to take. And so what I would tell you is you need to make sure that your social media news feed has got good positive value adding content because if it's just a lot of fear mongering it's going to really make your brain trip these survival mechanisms over and over and over again and if you understand this from just an evolutionary perspective you can step back and recognize that it's not it's not you panicking it's just literally a survival mechanism in your brain on a structural level to help protect you and keep you alive. And that's it. And so just see that for what it is first. The next things that I want to put forward to you is just some of the self-care practices that we have been doing. Because in the previous episode that I did, and if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and listen to the previous episode before this. I talk about, this is probably over a week ago now, I talk about how we were preparing for the situation with food and just different things like that because I don't want to cover the food preparation stuff too much in this because I feel like I covered it in depth in that episode. So go back and listen to that because that is still an important episode because I talk about how food choices drive immune function, which can protect you, but also it helps enhance your psychology, which is going to help you handle these pressures more. And so food is not just a survival tool. It is literally how do you enhance your psychology and how do you enhance your immune function? And so that's very, very important, guys. But the first thing I want to say to you is every day, take time, multiple times through the day to calm down. 
I can't tell you enough coming from my old life where I did have a ton of anxiety and a lot of mental issues that your ability to stop and breathe is everything. And so what I do in the morning and periodically through the day while we are walking, and I'm going to talk about walking and sunlight and fresh air in a second, but I do slow, deep nasal breathing, slow, deep nasal breathing. The reason for this is because you can literally alter and affect your nervous system through breath. There's a whole thing out there with breath work. You know, Wim Hof talks about this. I mean, it's been traditions in yoga for thousands of years. The breath really is the gateway to altering your nervous system. And your nervous system alters your, your stress response or your relaxation response. And slow, deep nasal breathing is what I use. And I'll use box breathing as well. So if you search box breathing online, you can see what that is too. So when I first get up in the morning, I will play some beautiful music, an instrumental that I love. Uh, If you search Wayne Dyer meditation on YouTube, you'll see a little infinity symbol on one of the videos and go to about seven minutes and 20 seconds into that video. I love it. It's the most beautiful, just peaceful music I think I've ever heard. And so I will do slow, deep nasal breathing to that that instrumental. And the goal here for this, what I'm doing here, is I'm not trying to think about positive things. I'm just trying to keep my mind still. I'm try- it's, an, it's an absence of thought. Like if I focus on counting my breath, like breathing in and holding and counting the hold and then breathing out slowly and counting in my head and counting the exhale, it's almost like your mind cannot ramble through all the nonsensical monkey mind stuff that it normally does. See, what I want to put forward to you is that people like, you just got to think positive. You just got to think positive. And yes, you do have to think positive. But when there's so many negative things going on, you have to you use a lot of mental energy just trying to focus on all the positive things to offset all the seemingly negative things that are happening. When in actuality, you can remove them all from the table and just have stillness. And I found that there's a beauty in that stillness. But it takes practice, guys. I mean, especially if your mind is used to being very chattery like mine and you have had or have anxiety, this definitely is a practice. So even if you just start with like 30 seconds or a minute, just start there and just get into the habit of doing it. And these self-care practices, I typically will do morning and night and then periodically through the day, depending on the type of stress that I'm feeling. Like if there's acute things going on in my life, like for example, this week has been very, very challenging for me personally. Beyond just the viral outbreaks, there's been things happening in my world that have really just challenged me and made me reflect on myself and made me reflect on my life and the type of person that I want to be. So it's been layers of challenge. And I know that all of you guys have gone through this. I mean, this is not just exclusive to myself. And so on a good day, I'll do these practices morning and night. On a day where I'm really challenged, I will do them more. And so these morning routines, guys, are are fundamental. And so usually I'll get up 
and I'll pour myself like a nice warm cup of tea. I'll put on this music. I'll sit down and I'll breathe for a few minutes first. Just like getting into that breath, breathing, oxygenating your body and not feeling like you have to check social media straight away and start doing all the things. Stop doing all the things and start just being still. And then after that, and this is just my process, I just want to share this with you. You can take the pieces of it that work and try them and disregard anything that doesn't. Now, one thing that I've been doing in more recent times is journaling. And so what I do with my journaling practice, and guys, I'll be the first to tell you, I've tried journaling on and off for years, and I always just didn't like it because it felt unnatural to me. I I couldn't, I felt like, I was like, I'm not getting anything from this. But part of it was just because I wasn't consistent with it. And I'll be honest, a lot of people say you need to handwrite your journal. But I found that actually made me want to do it less because I just, my handwriting's not that good. And so like I would just, it would be hard for me to go back and read it. And I feel like I can type so much faster than I can write so I can get my thoughts out in like this constant stream of awareness. Now, not everyone's going to agree with that. Some people will be like, no, you have to write it out. For me, I'm doing what I can to be consistent with this habit and get some value from it. And so I would say find your mode of transmission for journaling. I just pull up a note and I just go. Now, the first part of it is just like free flow where I'll just basically allow my thoughts are just come out and I don't I don't do any grammar checks, I don't spell check, I just go, 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 and I just allow my mind to just get out what is ever in there and this, this sort of flow. Now sometimes it comes out in clunky bits and sometimes it doesn't come out at all. And sometimes it just kind of comes out like a jet stream. So don't feel like it has to be consistent with it like every day. But beyond that, I have a little bit of structure after I do that sort of flow where I talk about gratitude first. I'm like, what is one thing that I am grateful for? Or even multiple things that I'm grateful for today, big or small. I cannot tell you enough, guys, how much gratitude shapes your psychology and your brain chemistry. A lot of people will think gratitude is just like some woo-woo hippie BS, you know, whatever. I'm a realist. I don't have time for that. And that really affects your your perspective on life. It affects your happiness today. I've noticed how much more aware and happy I feel when I practice gratitude. And it could be gratitude for Lauren. It could be gratitude for Zia. It could be gratitude for our students. It could be gratitude for you listening and sending in an email saying how much these episodes have helped you. It could be a gratitude that we have food in our house and that we are safe and that we are healthy. It could be gratitude for having friends and community. It could be gratitude for being outside for a beautiful walk in the sun. It could be gratitude for my ability to do things that I haven't done in a long time, like draw and do some art with my daughter that I would normally put off because you know life got in the way and I was busy being an adult, right? Like gratitude for anything and everything. Gratitude for the cup of tea that I'm sipping on because it's warm and it feels cozy and it helps calm me, right? So find gratitude in everything you can. And the next part of that is your daily wins. So it doesn't matter how big or small the win is. The win could have just been I just got up today and drank some water because every other day before this, I've been getting anxiety and I felt like a mess and I've been consuming alcohol and junk food instead. And so I just got up and I had a smoothie and some water instead. I just got up. I made my bed. 
You know, it could be something as simple as that. Or your daily win could be something big. Like I was having a panic attack and I and I breathed through it and I pulled my and I and I course corrected and I pulled myself out of it. It could be now I'm working on a project that I've been putting off for so long. You know, there's so many things that it can be. So focus on your daily wins. The next thing I do is focusing on daily insights and lessons. So sometimes this isn't always seemingly positive, but obviously if I put a lesson at the end of it, I can frame it that way. So it's just daily insights. Like what am I observing in the world? How am I feeling? What connections am I making? It's, it's, sometimes it's neutral. Like it's not good or bad. It's just things that I'm aware of in my head that I feel like is worth expressing and getting out on paper, so to speak, where... It might just be observations that I'm making in myself, observations that I'm making in other people, areas that I can improve, things that maybe I didn't do as well as I would have wanted or I reacted in a way that was just not my best self and what is the lesson that I can take from these things because I think that that self-coaching process and that ability to look into yourself and assess what you're doing well and where you need to work and self-coach yourself through that process and and see it is really important. And you don't have to share this with anyone. This is just private stuff for you to help you grow. And so beyond the daily insights and lessons, and this is, that's usually my favorite part because I usually have a lot of just things that come out during that time. I break it down into something that's a little bit more tangible where I have like a section that's like challenge and solution. So I write down one challenge right now, big or small. What is a challenge that I'm facing right now? What is one solution or action step that can help mitigate that challenge? So it could be like right now I am um, concerned, you know, for example, you could be, you could say, for example, I'm concerned about the this viral outbreak. What is it going to mean for me and my family and, and my life and my finances? And the solution could be make sure that you have good food in your house. Make sure that you get outside today and get some sunlight and you connect with your family and you stay healthy in that regard. It could be, it doesn't have to be anything huge. I've just found that very often the challenges will swirl around in our head. These concerns will swirl around in our head and the solutions elude us because we think that we have to solve this challenge today. We think that we can even solve some of these challenges. Sometimes we cannot solve these challenges. Sometimes we literally have to find a better way to react to them. And so, for example, like uh, sometimes for me, if my challenge might be, uh, how do I handle this this workload right now? Because, you know, we have so many students and I have so many projects that I want to finish. How do I handle this? And it might the solution might be like, leverage our virtual assistant, Maria, who's really, really awesome leverage her and make her more of an extension of myself to get anything done that like doesn't necessarily require me. That's a simple thing and it's a, it's a delegation and it's just right there. Now, I know that not all of you guys will relate to that, but challenge, solution, make it simple, make it one step. It doesn't have to be conquering that mountain in a day. And then I finish by talking about how do I want to feel? Now, I think this is a really powerful one because everything up to this point is more like self-reflection, like looking back hindsight. This is more of a projection, looking forward to how you want to move into today. And it's not just how do you want to feel like, I want to feel good or I want to feel calm. 
paint the picture. So like there is a power to painting a picture around I want to get outside with my family and go for a walk and I want to laugh at some comedies that I'm watching today that I haven't watched in a long time because the laughing makes me feel good and I want us to feel connected today and calm and peaceful and I want to feel that sun hitting my face and just appreciate its simplistic beauty and know that even though all these storms are raging around me right now, that in this moment, I have stillness. In this moment, I have peace. And that's what I want. I'm looking for that. And I will feel that because I can feel that right now in me. It's already in me. I just get a chance to generate that through thought. And there's a power to that. And so paint the picture, make it vivid. Talk about the experience that you want to have that will generate that feeling. What is the discussions? Who's involved? Like, what is it going to taste like? What is it going to feel like? What is the temperature and the environment associated with that feeling? And you can make it, it can even be made up. Like, it can be like this big vision and dream you have. You know, like, it could be like, I want to be living in this beautiful log cabin in the mountains and I can hear the crackling fire and I can see the snowflakes falling and I'm just mesmerized by them falling into the trees and onto the ground and how they just blanket the landscape and it just it's so still yet it's just this beautiful thing that I'm witnessing this nature and so you don't even have to experience it today but it can be a feeling that you want to feel based on what you describe so finish with that. And now I want to revert, and I'm going back and forward here because I just wrote down some notes and there's no particular order here. And so I want to give you some more tangible stuff outside of that where beyond the journaling in the morning, um, what I will give you is obviously go back and listen to the previous podcast where I talk about what types of foods to get, how to prepare on that front. Now. For many of you, uh, you know, rubber gloves, alcohol wipes, hand sanitizers, face masks, those things will be hard to come by because everyone went nuts and they bought all of them. Um, you know, and so for that reason, those things are not uh, as readily available. I'm hoping that they will come back into production soon, and but they'll just put limits on how many people can buy in the stores. And that way, everyone's kind of getting distribution. We do have some of those things because I kind of saw this coming early and I went and got things early. And now, another thing that I want to put forward to you, and I'm not here to like fearmonger you or make you feel fearful, but you do need to have an ability to protect yourself. Now, I know this is a controversial topic regarding gun ownership or just any type of any type of defense, whether you, you like need to learn a martial art or you need to have a baseball bat. I don't know. You need to have an ability to protect yourself. And the reason why I say this, guys, is because we don't know what's going to happen as an outcome of this long term with the economy and with, with just infrastructure. I'm an optimistic person and I'm here to tell you that I think it's highly unlikely that any, anything to that point where there is like potential physical threats on you and your property will happen. But I'm here to tell you that you it's better that you prepare for that and never need it than need it and, and don't have it. It's kind of like 
getting a little bit of extra food or getting the you know the alcohol wipes or the sanitizers like you you don't really want to have to use them all but it's better to have them in inventory and and not need them than to need them and, and wish you had it so just go through a process of how could i protect myself if i had to like what does that look like for you specifically and just make sure that you have something in place that's not me here to say oh god like world war 3 is going to happen but it's saying just take optimistic precautions focusing on the optimism that we will find positive solutions to these outcomes and i think we will but also having a precaution in place to protect yourself i think is very important and then beyond that another good strategy is literally just reach out to any finance companies you have and ask them to defer your loans for as long as possible like a minimum of 120 days which is like four months see if you can like literally ask them to do that don't even don't even ask if it's okay i would tell them because you probably have if you own a home you have a mortgage you have car payments you might have other payments for other things anything that is you know a couple of hundred dollars or more get it deferred for a few months and for example if you have a landlord and you're renting maybe you can communicate with them and either come to some type of like agreement where you do a, a deferred payment and then you make it up later on or you do like a half payment or even ask them if they can reach out to their finance company because they're, they're the owner of the home, they can get the payment deferred and then you can obviously get your rent deferred. I'm just giving you a strategy right now because I know that for a lot of people, if your income and your job has been affected by this, those are some good tangible strategies to give you a little bit of breathing room. And I think that's really important just for your own mental health and well-being and your your overall like life, right? So get proactive about those things and do that this week. Start doing it. Even if you feel like right now you're in a position where you're okay, do it early. Why not? Just because we don't know how long this thing might go on for. So it's better that you do this early rather than later. Now, I want to come back to recognizing that a lot of this is going to be mindset. One of the things that I've noticed is that everyone is being impacted by this. I don't, I've don't. i never seen an event like this happen in my life. Our great-grandmother, she's 88. She was saying she has never seen an event like this happen in her lifetime. I, th- I believe that this is literally changing everything. It's changing society. It's changing the economy. It will change the economy and society and everything, I think, for a long time. And I think that it's important when you feel like this is such a... First of all, it's a collective experience. Like We're all going through this in varying degrees. So there's a comfort there, and that's why I'm going to talk hard about community in a second. But recognize, guys, that so much of this stuff is things that we literally can't control. We can do our part to minimize or mitigate what is happening, but we can't control most of these things that are happening in the world. And people will think about it, and they'll stew on it, and they'll debate it, and they will go down the rabbit hole, and they'll watch all these conspiracy documentaries and stuff. And I've heard the conspiracies. I am someone who is definitely open-minded to the origin of this and the motivations behind this and why this is happening, which for which I don't want to obviously discuss on this podcast to keep it short. And I just don't think it's appropriate on, on this VegUp platform. But also, 
it just takes away from your ability to focus on what you do have right now. And honestly, guys, we can worry about what's going to happen next week or next month, and we can stress out about our future and our business and our livelihood and all these things. All we actually have is today. That's all we have. We have right now today. And I have released my grip on needing to have certainty in a week or a month from now, recognizing that it's an illusion. I cannot actually grip those things. I think I can. We all think we can. We don't actually grip them. We have no control over those things. We're going down the river and we have no paddle. We can't control the direction we go, but we can choose to either panic and see the white water and freak out, or we can just sit back in the canoe and watch the beautiful trees as we roll down this river and just appreciate what's happening today. And so I think to myself, how can I come into the world today? What type of good, positive information can I share in the world today? Who can, and, and I'll talk about some of these things around communication in a second, like I've been saying, but Ultimately, it comes back to today is all you have right now while you're listening to this. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about next week. There is too much uncertainty in the world. And the uncertainty was always there. Society and the way we live just creates this veil, this illusion that there wasn't uncertainty. Uncertainty is always there. And now that veil has been lifted and society looks different. And we only have right now. And so focus on being good, being calm, being happy today because you are okay. You have food. You're okay. You have your family. Focus on that today, my friend. And recognize and to use this time to get back to your roots. I feel like a lot of this process in a weird spiritual way is like a shedding. It's like a stripping away of all the noise and all the things that weren't serving us and all the things that we do in life that are distractions to fill the voids in our lives. And we can either feel a, an unease and a restlessness right now with that because those, those distractions have been removed, or we can get back to our roots, human connection, experiences with the people we love, getting back to that childhood play excavating those curiosities that we used to have as children that we lost through adulting, right? Coloring, painting, gardening, playing, doing puzzles, doing board games, all those things that we used to do and we used to love when we were kids and we just got away from it because life got in the way. And so get back to your roots because ultimately that's going to get you back to what truly matters. It's going to get you back to human connection and experiences. Remember this, at the end of your life, and I know this to be true for me even now, I'm not going to reflect back and be think about all the things that I accumulated. I'll be thinking about the experiences that I had with the people that I love. And if anything, this shedding, this collective shedding is like a compass steering us in that direction if we choose to see it, guys, but we have to choose to see it. And understand that if you do that, you will be of better service to the people that need you. There's people in your life that need you to be a better version of yourself, including yourself. 
<laughs> your future self needs you to get your shit together today. Your loved ones, your parents, your siblings, your children, your friends, your community, your students, they need you to be a positive, calm, still presence in the world right now. And so all these things that I said to you above about realizing today is all we have, realizing what you can't control and releasing it. Get back to your roots, childhood play, back to what matters, human connection. That is going to help ground you and give people a sense of solidarity. Community is everything right now. I can't stress that enough. Without the physical human connection, like we are not having as much right now because most people are staying home, community is everything. Online community is everything. That's why our VegUp Basecamp so if you're listening to this and you're not in VegUp Basecamp, please go to www.vegupbasecamp.com and join that because that is the place where we hang out online and community is going to be your saving grace right now. Community is going to be the thing that gets you through all of these storms. It's going to be the thing that steers you through these challenging times. Because that one, you recognize that everyone is in this together. You're going to get insight and strategies from other people that you might have been overlooking that could change the course of your life today. And so even if it's just a little bit of money, that community will yield such a huge net effect on your life. So community is going to be the number one thing right now, community and connection online. And that's why I encourage you today to send text messages or send audio messages, or to send short video messages, or to jump on a Skype video or audio, or to do a Zoom call with people you love, your friends, your family, people you value, reach out to them. So like for the people in your life today that are your family or your friends, or even people that you just have connected with online that you value, send them a quick audio message via Facebook Messenger, or send them a quick video, or jump on a Skype a video call with them. That type of additional connection is going to be really, really important right now for your mental health, for their mental health. You're not only doing it to improve the quality of your life right now, but you will be adding so much to their life. So I encourage you, I'm telling you to do those things. I do them every day because of that, because of the value that it brings me and then the value that I know that it brings other people as well. And recognize this, guys, that it's not your resources that will define you. It's your ability to be resourceful. And so you might feel like, well, Fraser, it's easy for you to say some of these things. Maybe you're in a better position than I am. Everyone is feeling this in varying degrees. And it's not going to be what you have right now that defines the rest of your life. It's going to be how resourceful you are at finding the, the gratitude amongst the chaos, the solutions amongst the confusion, the stillness amongst the noise. Those are going to be the things that will guide you through this. And so, again, community, being closer to myself, being closer to Lauren, being closer to other people that think this way, that community component is everything. It's absolutely everything. And so... I've put links. I put links in the show notes to these podcasts. Go there. Do those links. Even our course, Veganize Your Life, that is all around mindset. It starts in the mind. 
that is a course that you should be doing right now. And it's not even expensive. It's very, very affordable. And I'm not here to try and sell you on programs or products. I'm here to give you tools and resources that will help you steer and navigate through these really challenging times. And I want to close with this, guys. I want to close with this idea that I know many of you will be fearful. I know many of you will be feeling anxiety. But take note of everything that I've said in this podcast and go back and do these things today. Don't just listen to it and be like, well, okay, that makes sense in my head. Great podcast, you know, awesome stuff. And then just go on with your panic-driven routines. Do these things. Implement these things that you can. And I didn't even talk about the nutrition or exercise because I talked about that in the previous podcast. But I wanted to let you know that I am here for you, that Lauren is here for you, that we care about you guys, that we are in this as well. We have our anxieties. We have our fears. We have our uncertainties. But I know that focusing on those things from a place of panic or allowing that lizard brain, that monkey brain to take over and just steer us down a path that is not solution-orientated is not going to help us. Even if in the moment we might react badly to a situation, which I have done and I do, I will be the first to tell you that there's situations where in the initial moment I don't react like I, w- I would have wanted. I react more emotionally depending on the climate and what's happening right now. But I can step back and recognize the flaw in my thinking and and learn from that. So next time it happens to a lesser extent or it doesn't happen at all. And so know that you have the ability to figure this out. You will make it through this, guys. We will make it through this. It might seem really nerve-wracking right now. It might seem like really uncertain times. But I'm here to tell you that you will make it through today. Focus on what you can do today. Focus on being a happy, better version of yourself today, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at fraser at evolvingalpha.com for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend.